1: one hello and welcome back to the have we made it yet podcast i am uh, one of your co-hosts the comedian josh yang i don't know why i left the pause right there but i wanted i you know it's all about timing you gotta leave suspense gotta build tension but that's, that's that's the comedian's job but uh i'm the comedian josh yang and I'm the uh, the actor
0: Lucas Ng, and, and I do kind of find it funny. It's like 40 plus episodes in, you still want to leave some kind of tension or like suspense between you and your name. It's kind of funny that 40 plus episodes in, we still do that.
1: You know, we got it. We got to approach each episode like it's the first episode, you know somebody's watching because most likely based upon our stats it is the first episode (laughs) any but most people will will watch but you know what that's us that's not part that's not why we do this we're not doing that no we're doing this because we enjoy the process and that's all we're talking about but hey you know what lucas i feel like i gotta ask you then have you made it yet
0: oh too soon josh um no i have not made it yet Auditions are picking up again, and I do have an audition right after this. It's a self-tape audition nice. in which the script asks me first, cry, and then two lines later, cry harder. Ooh, cry, <laughs> so cry to, harder. Yeah. So I need to come into this audition hot. And um, if also, also, not, not to uh, not to backtrack on, on on your introduction that you just put out there, but for our first-time <laughs> listeners who you did say, This is the podcast where two creatives talk about the process of making it. And uh, sometimes they also have amazing guests too, which we will showcase in a little bit. Um, But Mr. Josh Yang.
1: Yes. Have you made it yet? I have not made it yet. I haven't. uh, No. I mean, if you think about all the ingredients it takes to make something, you know, I, I I feel like I know what they are, but it's, it's still a process of time. Right. So in that, element i have not made it yet but hey you know what for my i I do want to announce kind of like a goal and objective of mine over the next month um with my other podcast the sleep with josh podcast it's Uh the the sleep a podcast that i i have where i read uh boring things in my monotone voice because you know i can't help it it's just who i am um Mm -hmm. so basically i had this idea for a joke That on Valentine's Day, Uh I would release an episode where I read the Kama Sutra. Wow! And then it would be like a joke because it's Valentine's Day, and the fact that I'd be releasing it and the episode number would be episode sixty-nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got episode sixty-nine, Valentine's Day Kama Sutra. It's just a, it's just a bunch of you know, sex jokes one after the other. Yeah. But the mere fact that it's also like a monotone podcast is supposed to be funny. Problem is I'm on episode 51 right now. So in like a month I need to put out seven, 16, 17 half hour podcasts in order to, in order to make that. So I mean, we'll see what happens, but that's, that's one of those uh, blitz goals that I've got for. Do you have the stamina, Josh? uh, I don't know. Hopefully reading after reading the Kama Sutra, I I will. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, so that's one of the goals, but hey, I feel like we've given enough of an update of ourselves. I feel like we're we got to get to our special double jeopardy, R.I.P. Alex, yeah. um, double jeopardy, double guest podcast today, mm-hmm. and to introduce our guests. You know what? It's it's an interesting path that brought us together. They are a hip hop duo out of West Hollywood part of the same talent collective called one studios that our previous guest rapper from la content is actually a part of and yeah like once we put out our episode with content we got on the radar of these guys and we uh, got connected and you know what this is this whole podcast is all about getting to know different artists different um comedians, actors, their process of making it. And the more people we can talk to about it, the more texture, more perspective we can get. So we're very excited to talk to these two guys from uh, who are hip hop artists out of West Hollywood. Uh, They've been featured in Voyage LA Magazine, Rap Genius, and Hype Machine. And they're actually just released their first collaborative project together. it's an EP called "Run On Sentences." We're very excited to welcome rappers Ib Shocker and Kevy Three Tm.
2: Woo! Oh yo, yo yo, what's up, you guys? Thank you for having us on here today. Pleasure to be here. Ta-da.
1: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's great to have uh, both you guys on. This is our first dual podcast, so we'll we'll see how uh, we're able to manage our our whole fucking Zoom hellscape that we're we're all <laughs> stuck in now.
2: So many thoughts all at once. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, but like, it's great to have you guys here. And um, hey, before we begin, we got to ask, you know, have you guys made it yet? So Ivy Shocker, I'll start with you first. Have and, you made it yet?
2: You know what? No, we have not made it yet. But we're mm-hmm. kind of well on the journey. Mm-hmm. For sure, 100%. This past year alone, the past seven months, Kevin, and I and content even Uh, everybody in open studios we've just been so locked in so self-sufficient and just been able to deliver quality music you know and i'm just super hyped up i'm excited man this project's insane
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely and it feels like you know it it takes a lot of different milestones to feel like the work you're putting in is getting there um i don't know for you as well kevy 3tm kev uh, how do you yeah. feel about like you know the making a process? How, do you feel like you've made it yet?
3: Wow, uh, you know I think it's, uh, it's it's definitely a long journey. But I like what you said, uh, Josh. You had said uh, it's like ingredients, and I think that's a good way of putting it because like it's along the way you you have these little victories, these small ingredients that you keep adding and. And it's just building and getting better. And, and I think like the more that you, you add that and you continue on that path, inevitably you're gonna end up with a, a final product of, of being at your destination. And then, you know, when that happens, obviously, then it's another destination, you know. So yeah. it's the journey always going to continue. Whether or not I'll ever feel like I've made it, I don't know. But every day I have a different goal and a different uh, objective of things that I want to accomplish. And, you know, the group of people that I'm surrounded by, I think, uh, I think we're all on that journey together and have a similar mindset. So, yeah, I think, I think we're on our way,
2: but long ways to go, for sure. But there's beauty in the journey. The journey is everything, you know.
1: Absolutely. And it's it's kind of like if I can, um, I guess, offer a certain element there from, like, say, a comedy perspective as well. You know, it's like a lot of I feel like a lot of comedians, once they get to a a stage where they're they're recognized as famous, you know, Chris Rock, those those big big names that like or or like uh, Kevin Hart as well. I guess I'm not I'm not going to say necessarily call out like Kevin Hart specifically, but like it's interesting how sometimes when comedians, when they start up like when you're grinding that's kind of where you get the most kind of inspiration you put out some of your best shit you know when you're grinding and then sometimes when you make it and then afterwards you kind of lose that perspective a little bit I guess uh and like you know looking back nostalgically on the periods of time that you're grinding like a lot of artists would say that that is like the best time you know when you were doing it like I guess asking both of you on that same path like it is there something about like how you guys are grinding now that you're getting a lot of like fulfillment out of then like there's a moments where you recognize like oh this is actually the time in in my career that is like some of the best moments
2: yeah definitely yeah. I feel like uh just us being able to work together um uh, so often and just be on the same page like we hype each other up so much yeah. uh like Kev will help me on a song. I'll help Kev on a song. Content will make a beat. We'll, like, sit together, write, like, video treatments on how we want to visualize everything. And it's just, it's dope, man. Like, I definitely feel like uh, us, like, being so close-knit as, like, homies and artists and musicians and still having, like, all these pieces available to us, like, people that do photography, people that do videography, that just all, you know, like, want to, become part of this bigger picture like, it's just so dope, like having people around us that just fill every role you know
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah I'd, uh, I'd second that i think that's a great way of putting it um every every person that that's in the group like i feel like they each have a role and they bring something to the table. And um, not, not only just that, but myself and Shock. Like, we come from Northern California and Series, uh, California, to be exact. And, mm. you know, it's a, a smaller city. And uh, there's not, not a whole lot of um, culture diversity within, like, entertainment, I would say. So uh, for us to kind of have that goal out of a small city with big dreams and take that to a place where, You know, you may feel like a big fish in a small pond here, but whenever you go to L.A., you realize that, you know, you you feel like you're a minnow around sharks. So um, the growing process for just survival and just keeping your name in in some type of light and circulation within topics and conversations, you have to just grind every day. Like I can't say there's there's a day we take off because even even if it's a day where we're like, hey, we're not going to record today we're still writing ideas. Like, it's like, Hey, like one of the homies, like sent a beat pack and it's like, okay, let's go through and figure out who's going to do what. And so it's, I I think it's just that constant, um, grind to some degree. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's great to to have that close group of people that are all doing the same thing and and bring something special to the table. So.
0: That's awesome. Um, shock. You had mentioned in like your bios and everything like that, that your mom was one of your first influences. Um, yeah. How has your family pushed you into uh, having like a music background and also into where you are now?
2: Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, so my mom, she was always um, a singer in like her church. Right. So she, <laughs> she would be like out all day long singing and she'll come back home. And then like first thing she does is go straight to practice. Like she'll bring out her piano. She'll just start like humming melodies and uh, playing notes. And I just thought it was so dope and uh, so that kind of showed me that like like it, it was good because it exposed me a lot to music you know what i'm saying so like being around her and then also my older sister as well uh, my first musical influences were actually uh rock music not even hip-hop so like my older sister she would bring home like these rock albums like Linkin park green day blink 182 like all that and i love that shit that shit was yeah. so amazing yeah and uh yeah, like, from there, it spiraled onto to um, writing poetry. Um, being exposed to music in my household led to poetry and then poetry led to, you know, hip-hop. I, I just fell in love in, with hip-hop after I listened to, like, Mac Miller in, like, 2010. Like, that was the turning point for me. But uh, my parents actually weren't always, like, supportive of, uh, you know, chasing after this crazy dream or whatever you want to call it. But they saw that no matter what, like, as I grew older and older, cause I started this out when I was like 14, right now I'm 24. So they saw like with every single year that passed by, I'm still talking about the same thing. I'm still out here doing the same thing. They asked me like, Oh, why are you out late at night all the time? I'm like, I'm recording at the homies house, you know? So like, eventually, like they started seeing like, okay, like no matter what we tell him, like he's still going to do it. So we might as well just get on board. And then since then they've been amazing. Like, They've supported me so much. They've been hyping me up. They're the ones that convinced me I should move to LA, actually, which is wild. I never expected that to happen, but here we are. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of, yeah, and definitely every artist's background in terms of like relationship with, with family is going to be kind of a, a mixed bag. Um, but to a certain degree, like, when you talk and you put out your music and your art, um You can only really reference a lot of the stuff from your upbringing that kind of influences your music as well. i'm wondering for you, kev, like what kind of inspirations as like a kid or like growing up has kind of influenced your approach to uh your style um, it's uh i
3: I think more so now with all the music that i've been making kind of shows uh more in depth of my inspirations growing up um mm-hmm. uh, I've, I had like everything kind of being played as as a kid. Like my grandparents was like country, like you know, like old country, and, and uh, you know, like um, like my my father is like really into like blues and classic rock. And one of my first shows to to memory is going to see BB King, Al Green, and Buddy Guy, and like that was oh. you know <laughs> that was that was incredible. I'm seeing these legends that were obviously past their prime i guess you would say just older men but they could gather thousands of, of people and 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 they would sit there and just like appreciated everything they had to say and it they all had a story and a deeper insight to what they were saying and um and the same thing with just classic rock like i'm a huge like, eagles fan and tom petty and so on and so forth like i have you know um I have the Eagles right here, Life in the Fast Lane and Hotel Hi. California on my phone. So that's like a whole, you know, uh, you know, thing to to that and Hotel California being as deep of a song as it is. I just draw inspiration from that and wanted to implement that into the music that I make. And um, my mom was was like shocks, uh, you know, my driving force of never giving up on what I wanted to do um but from the beginning she always pushed me to just go after it and um like he said too I mean poetry I feel like is I talk to different artists and that usually is the the base base point of of where they start getting interested in this and then you know throwing it on a beat and then turning it into rap I guess and just implementing my story in my life and what I've gone through and with the beats that I've been doing lately, it ranges from like guitar to acoustic and then some more heavier hip hop Mm -hmm. side. And yeah, I just don't ever want to box myself to be one like specific thing, but always stay true to myself throughout that. And I think I've been able to maintain and and establish that from the support that I've had of, of just being me and going after what I want. So,
1: Yeah, no, totally. It's like, I I agree in terms of, like it's the variety of you know your inspirations like you never know exactly where it's going to take you like yeah e- essentially in kind of these passion um careers passion passion driven type of goals it's like you can technically apply any of your experiences to them right like regardless irregardless of where they come from
3: yeah that's that's i think what's going to make the best music is is living life and experiencing life and and not um, looking at your hardships as a negative thing but um, a driving force to like create something better for yourself and if you're able to articulate that into your art form i think people will resonate with that beyond just your friends and family can touch every corner of the world you know Mm
0: -hmm. speaking of influences uh shock i want to talk to you about one of your tracks uh die for you which this is a great track. Um, it kind of reminded me, especially the drum track, kind of reminded me of a started from the bottom feel to it and everything like that with the open hi-hats. Um, for our Canadian listeners, uh, do you have any Canadian influences that you like?
2: I mean, you said it right there, my boy, dude, Drizzy Drake. <laughs> I mean, no. There's a lot of Canadian artists that I really, really love. Like Drake, of course, is amazing. Uh, the Weeknd is the most phenomenal singer I've ever seen in my entire lifetime. Mm. Uh, The weekend's music videos are insane. I don't know if you've seen the latest ones, like with Mm -hmm. Blind Sides and Heartless and like that whole era. Like, that was crazy. Uh But uh, apart from those two, those are the two big ones. There's a lot of um, like underdogs from over there as well that uh, like have influenced me. Um, Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of like Wonder Girl or I mean, Boy Wonder is like popping. Yeah. There's Boy Wonder and there's Wonder Girl. Mm. so one like he's obviously a big grammy nominated producer and stuff but wonder girl like her production style is like insane it's so different it's so low-key and it's just like it's dope like if y'all never listen to any of her stuff definitely go check it out (laughs) yeah yeah i love canada man i I had a layover in canada for like two hours one time um i was flying to amsterdam so that was cool like i never really left the airport but yeah
1: I saw the needle. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, it, it counts. It's a part of it. It's a part. Of it. It's like, if anything, um, Drake managed to do a pretty good job of really like promoting the city. Like, cause we're oh, both Lucas and I are both uh, in Toronto right now. And like nice. the CN tower is very much, you know, an iconic, iconic imagery. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Awesome. I'm um I'm also wondering, I guess like, because you guys did, you know, make the move from, um, kind of small town California right it's it's one of those things where it's like you want to you want to push yourself to to go to where the action is like you know you can't like stay there because like I kind of had that same feeling just in terms of my life as well moving out to Toronto like I knew I couldn't stay home I wouldn't grow and Mm -hmm. like I kind of see that that's I'm getting the sense that that's how you guys felt like how was making (coughs) that decision and like the actual process of doing it, you know? Because, like, sometimes people can say, like, I'm going to do it, but then, like, how is the actual doing it part for you guys?
2: Man, it was, it was very hard. It was, like, uh, so I was going through a breakup at the time, too. Uh, it was, like, a, an end of the three-year relationship. And so pretty much in summer 2019, I actually had an internship out here in L.A. I was working um, at an artist management company. And the guy that I was working under, he was the guy that discovered uh, Megan Trainer. Oh, so nice. I was working under him, and I spent um, the summer here in LA living in East Hollywood for two months. And I was like 23 or something like that, but I got to see a lot of the ins and outs of the music industry while doing that internship, and I was running into people that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. Like, I don't know if you guys know who Max Martin is, he's like... One of the most famous songwriters and producers ever. He did everything. He did Backstreet Boys. He did, like, NSYNC. He did Britney Spears. Like, it's insane, his catalog. But it was crazy because his office was right next door to where my internship was. So I would always just see him pull up in his Ferrari like nothing. And it's just, like, it's just right there. And it was, like, me being from a small town, I'm, like, yo, like, these people are just literally right in front of me. Like, everything I ever want to be in life, like, be successful from doing music is right in front of me. And living in L.A. now, like, I see that even more, like, going up and down Melrose. That's why we wrote the song Melrose Blues together, Mm -hmm. because Melrose is a very iconic street in Los Angeles. Like, you'll see all walks of life there. You'll see uh, famous people. You'll see A-list celebrities, B-list, C-list. Like, it's crazy. And us, like, our studio is literally around the corner. (laughs) So, So... um, like it was, we broke Melrose blues. Cause it's like, man, we're so close to success. We could taste it. It's literally right there. If you walk down, right, right down the street, you're going to see success right in front of you. So that's like, kind of like what drove us to make that song. But, uh, to answer your question, like making the move out here was, it was hard. Like I didn't know a single person here. It was like, I was going through a breakup. I had no money. I got here on February 17th, 2020 Two weeks later, we get hit with a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. And then I literally moved here and I had a job lined up. I was supposed to do like substitute teaching, you know, to pay my rent. Meanwhile, i still do music on the side, but then school's closed. So it's like, okay, now what the fuck do I do? I just signed a one year lease. Like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But thank God for unemployment and EDD. So that's what's kept me floating. But apart from that, like, Making the move here was hard because it was like leaving behind everything I knew my whole life. I never left my small town like Mm. ever until I made that move. And I feel like after I moved here, it was just like I've, I've matured so much. I grew so much. I met a lot of people and I ended up making way better music than I did when I was back home. Just because I see the people around me over here and it really just pushed me. You know, and I don't know, it, it, it's been awesome. Like, I love it out here in L.A. And Kev, Kev loves it too.
1: <laughs> yeah, Kev, I mean, like, just the whole glitz and glam, you know, aura of L.A. is is something like you just can't help but kind of get engrossed and even just being there. Uh, Kev, how was, how was that move for you as well?
3: Um, I was, uh, I could say, a little bit different. Um, I didn't experience um, some of the hardships of the transition uh, shock. Um, I I had came out there as a third party. He already had his roommates and his, like, buddies he grew up with that got the place. So um, I was was working a job that I wasn't too fond of, and um, it was starting to play a toll on just my overall happiness of, like, knowing what I need to be doing and then making, like, a sacrifice to have income. And then especially during the pandemic, it just – I don't know. I just – I, I felt like for myself, I, I knew where I needed to be. I mean, my first show when I was nineteen was in LA. I'm twenty seven now, so you know, from that moment and having that experience, it was just like as an artist, you that could kind of puts fuel to the fire of just being like, yo, that's where I need to be. And and uh, from me developing a really good relationship with Shock and and us working together, even from back home, he was just like, hey, you need to um, you need to be out in LA. Like, you need to be out in LA. So. He had came to my house um, up north, and we started writing a song in my living room. And before he left, he was like, now you gotta come to LA to record it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, all right. So anyways, long story short, I, I I hit him up one night and I was like, hey, like, how serious are you about all this, like, like, how, like and he was like, 100%, I'm all in. I was like, all right called him 10 minutes later, I put in my two weeks at my job and I was like, I'm on the way. So I, uh, since July 7th, I've been back and forth to LA uh, making an album Me and him finished our collaborative album as well as my solo album, did a bunch of features, connections, just working with uh, a lot of awesome uh, people, which is how I was fortunate enough to become such good friends with content was just being out there around like-minded people. So um, I would say like, I typically like, it may not be like mentally healthy but like i think i like having my back against the wall i like being the underdog i like having i think maybe just upbringing wise like i like having things to overcome so making that that decision to leave comfort for what's going to genuinely make me happy was the easiest decision i could have made you know
0: well, that's a great point there um I did want to talk about, yeah, you already mentioned it, uh, Shock, when you mentioned Melrose Blues. Um, I think it's a great track that that uh, really speaks to a lot of artists, you know, it's basically like seeing success on others while you yourself are pursuing success. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you later, Kev, but uh, for Shock first, um, how would you define success?
2: I would say success is waking up every day and being happy with what you have to do that day. Mm. you like, for me, for music, if I can just, just make music and have enough money to pay my rent, pay my bills, and not worry about paying the delivery fee on Postmates, then i pay you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need freaking 30 Ferraris or anything. I just need to be able to do what I love, make enough money to where it's, like, I'm good and, I like, be able to perform and do shows with people that also connected with the music. Because I think, like, that's a super important part of being an artist. Like, it's different when you're in the studio and you're making a song and you and your homies are getting down to it. But then once you hear that song on, like, these big-ass freaking speakers and it's, like, 250 people in the crowd and they know the words and you're just like, yo, we did something, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what success is. That's when it's, like... Like, I feel like people... Think success is oh millions of dollars, all these women, um, freaking crazy cars, but nah, success is just like just doing what you want to do and making enough to live comfortably, like, like that's it.
0: I hear that, man. I totally hear that. The moment that, like, say Josh and I get to do our craft and not have to worry about paying the bills, I think we've made it substantially. For for you, Kev, how do you define success?
3: Um, I would say it's not too much different than what shock said. Um, Excuse me. Uh, Success is genuinely just is financial freedom as well as being able to pursue what you love. I mean, like I still have my two like 2000 Chevy S 10 with 150,000 miles on it. That thing barely fucking makes it through the grapevine on the way to LA, but that's my baby for me. Like even with a big check, like I don't think that that would change for me. I, I genuinely love to invest whatever I have back into the music and whatever financial stability that brings me, that's great. And, uh, you know, and knowing that you can take care of your family and provide for yourself, like that's always great as well. Um, materialistic things are like the least like thing on my mind or what I want for myself. It's, it's more or less just waking up around people you can trust, which, you know like genuinely that's that's hard to find you know sometimes and when you have that and that comfort and knowing that everybody has your best interest and you're able to like continue to grow every day like that's success
1: yeah and um i feel like there there is like a weird maybe blend even though like maybe like we should be separating them between like The material versions of success and then like the artistic versions of success and i feel like that's something that like every individual artist has kind of those goals as well you know like for for you kev just to continue like what would you say is like like a cool or um kind of an objective artistic goal of yours that you want to accomplish
3: um i don't know i mean i feel like i have a lot of different different goals like you know just making continue to make good music and grow like that way i mean like that's kind of i don't know i mean obviously like there's there's ideas of way to like be able to get signed and be able to tour the world and be played on the radio and my family be able to play my music and be you know so excited to hear me like on the same radio they grew up listening to so i think those like are goals of mine i don't know shock you like he pointed. I don't know if do you have I, something that I'm not thinking of? For you. Hey, the, what's up? The full
2: circle story.
3: Oh, yeah, of course. You know, um, uh, I'll try and say this briefly because it's like a, kind of like an exhausted story uh, if I was to tell it from the whole point. But uh, when I was young, I, I was uh, given the opportunity to Make a Wish because uh, I have a uh, lung disease. Um, through Make-A-Wish to uh, meet somebody that I idolized, and that was Pharrell. So when I was 17 years old, I got flown to Miami. I got to go in the studio with him, and that was, like, a crazy pivotal moment. I got to, like, rap for him. He played me, like, music and all this stuff. So that for me, you know, he told me, he's like, when you get back, like, get into a studio. So that was, like, my goal. Like, when I got home, I immediately, like, called around, found out where, like, the little studios were and all this and that. I finally got into one, and then... Like through everything that's happened in my life, I just that was like a huge driving factor of why I never quit. Because I was like, one day I want to meet him again and be like, "Yo, <laughs> like, I did it." You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, so, no, th- that's, that's, a, that's that's a huge one for me. That's a big one. That's that's definitely like I feel like th- the way we are as kids. Like you'd be surprised how like just the littlest thing, or like meeting Pharrell, it's not a little thing. But like right. you, you never really know what is going to be something that like really inspires a kid to go down a path and it's it's like that would that I I couldn't imagine a better like like you said, uh, Shocker, like full circle type of experience art artistically to go from like having been inspired as a kid and then going over, like being able to work with one of your idols. Um, I don't know for for you, uh, Shock, do you have like an artistic kind of uh, image or goal or like experience in your head that you want to like experience?
2: I mean I would say uh, apart from just you know making a living off making music and being successful I would say working with some of my idols uh, there's a lot of people that I grew up always being a fan of like I would love this will probably never happen but who knows I would love to have a song with sublime <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what sublime is but they're dope, yeah. super dope uh, sublime like. I love that. Um, Logic, Russ, Fora, Black Bear. Uh, yeah, like those are like, oh, Kyle, Jaden Smith. I don't know if you uh, know like uh, Kyle and they're, they're a little bit like more underground. But yeah, like I grew up listening to them and it just really like shaped my style, I feel like. So I would love to have uh, songs with the people I grew up listening to.
1: Mm hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like for I guess for like comedians it kind of just be like sharing the stage with like being on the same show as as another comedian you idolize.
0: Man. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's that would be awesome, right? It'd be yeah.
0: just
3: be up there sharing the space with somebody you idolize. Yeah. So. No yeah. doubt. I also
0: did mean to ask you guys. Um you guys have an upcoming E P coming out, which is incredibly exciting, coming out tomorrow, right? I actually yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, okay, nine PM okay.
3: tonight. PM I, I don't know what that is for oh. you guys. I don't know the time gap,
1: but yeah, I guess, well, I mean, this is getting released uh, on a Tuesday, so technically it's already out and it's great. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, of course you guys came from different paths. You guys are separate artists, but of course, collaborating together. I'm just wondering how you guys came together and how making music was together for
3: both of you. Yeah. Uh, if, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll jump, I'll jump on this one just cause I have like, like a I have like a, I think the story would make sense if I say my side of it first and then he could kind of like, <laughs> like <I'll
2: clears throat>
3: capitalize on that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little bit older than shock and I've been making music out here and knew who like shock and AG and all the younger homies were, uh, just from mutual friends that like went to school with them and stuff. So, um, you know, from where we are, you just want to, like, always show love to the people that are just trying to chase the crazy dream that you're chasing. So that was kind of how, like, it all was, like, formulated. And, like, a mutual friend of mine uh, told me to audition for this uh, cypher that he, that Shock was putting on through the Stan State College. It's called the Cypher Factory. And I believe it was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Shock, but I think it was the third one that they were doing. Was it the third? Yeah. And uh, three, so I
2: submitted. <clears throat>
3: yeah so i submitted and then um he and the shock was actually a part of that as well as putting it together he performed in it so um that's kind of how like it all like started started and then me and him were like hey we should like do something together just you know some separate stuff like just make a song so um that's kind of how it happened i would like send stuff his way out in la and then back and forth and when we landed a song uh did a video to it then that well the reaction we got was like hey like you know you guys should do like an album together like a project so me and him were like that's not a bad idea like we have different styles and sounds and um my pattern and flow pattern and, and word choice is obviously different than his which i think makes the collaboration uh very unique because in some way like it meshes well together and i guess that's that's obviously a blessing you know to be able to effortlessly put together a song where we just sit down and we're like hey we both like this beat let's just write to it and see what happens and uh for the most part that's how the album came together and you know the other part of the story i had said earlier where the conversations got deeper like hey you need to be out here obviously that was something i knew i needed to do um and then once i walked in that front door of the studio i mean we immediately is every day was like another song, another song or or tweaking things in production and having other producers come in like content and just amplify it and make it better and, and bigger. And another one of our buddies that's on the the uh production, which is uh deduction, and he's from up north as well and he has a song on there, uh Locked In. So it was and then I talked in locked in, I talk about um the story i said like i got a call from Naomi and and like uh i told him like he said i should be down in la 10 minutes later i hit him and told him i put him out two weeks and i'm on the way uh-huh. so that was like like i was a bar that was like off of real life so that was like the that was a good way to cap off the album was like telling the story of how i got there so um yeah that's my side of it anyways uh, yeah. but yeah. yeah
2: great um Uh, first track to it too because like you saying that line is like a great intro as to how this whole project even happened yeah yeah
0: absolutely like from your perspective now shock (laughs) Uh, how did you guys come together then
2: yeah so uh i was working at the radio station at my college that i went to um back in modesto well the college is in turlock which is like a neighboring city But uh, so I was working at the radio station over there. I was the music director and I was also a radio broadcaster. So I had my own like radio show and I would, you know, announce music and all that. So I had an idea because I knew there was a lot of uh, potential in the area that I was from. There's a whole bunch of hidden gems that are just like super talented hip hop artists. And the area where I was from, they're more so like focused on indie rock and like rock bands and stuff like that, which is dope. But there wasn't much for hip-hop artists over there. So I decided, like, hey, like, I work at a radio station. I have this platform. Like, why not do something for the artists, you know, that don't get the recognition? So, like, I talked to my boss at the radio station, and then he gave me the green light. He's like, yeah, you can do it, but you're in charge of it. You have to do everything for it. And I was like, oh, shit. All right. And then he's, I asked him, hey, can I get a budget? He said, no. I was like, all right. (laughs) Okay, I guess we're going to pull this off. So... What I did was I got together, like, a team of people. Uh, Deduction was on the team. He's the producer. Uh, He produced Locked In on Run On Senses. Uh, So Deduction, uh, he was the first person I got. I was like, hey, man, like, I want to do hip-hop ciphers where artists just come together. They don't know each other at all. They just get one beat, and you get to see all the different ways you can flow on this one beat, right? And then I (laughs) Deduction, my idea, he's like, yo, that's dope. Like, Let's do it. And the deduction, uh, he's like, hey, I have a friend that's a videographer. He-, he goes by NTR Visuals. Like, maybe he could shoot the video for it. And I was like, okay, like, bring him on. Let's talk to him. And then we brought him on. And then now uh, NTR Visual, he still shoots our videos today, like our music videos and stuff. Um, right. He shot the Die For You video, too. Yeah. Yeah. So after we got NTR visuals, there's another last thing we needed. So back then, I did not know how to do mixing. I did not know how to do mastering. I didn't know any of that. But now I do. But back then, I didn't. So I was like, okay, I need an audio engineer to engineer this whole thing. So I found another guy in one of my uh, communications classes, and he was in the audio engineering program. And I was like, yo, the stars align, man. What's good? He goes by uh, Noir Kami, but his name is Christian. Uh, So I got Christian, deduction, and NTR visuals. I told them, like, hey, like, let's do this Cypher thing. Uh, Pretty much I stalked IG. I stalked Twitter, wherever I could find people that were doing hashtags with, like, the city I'm from and then, like, independent artists, hashtags or whatever. And I found a whole bunch of people, like, a whole bunch of artists. I DM'd all of them. And then we did uh, we did three different cipher versions. So we did Volume One, Volume Two, Volume Three. Each video has its own like setting that it took place in. Like Volume One was like a abandoned classroom. Volume Two was like a, in the barbershop shop um, in Turlock. And in Volume Three, we that was the one Kevin and I met each other on, and uh, we both performed on Volume Three together. That's how we met each other. But Volume 3, we, sh- we shot that in the library of the school um, the day that they tore the library down. Like, they pulled oh, really? up literally after we left, <laughs> which is wild. So, like, Volume 3, you-, you see, like, this empty library with all these bookshelves, but no books on them. So it was dope that, like, we got to be the last people inside that building to shoot a freaking music video and then just walk out and then that shit get bulldozed. <laughs> yeah that was crazy but yeah that's how i met kev um through the cyphers he was uh, one of the artists that uh i reached did i reach out to you or did you uh dm me for the cipher? Nah,
3: <clears throat> i believe you reached out and and then steezy air Steezy also hit me up too and was like yo you should submit
2: uh-huh.
3: and yeah. that's kind of me and you start talking and you were like hey just uh here's the beat um <clears throat> put together a little something and then send it in. So that's what I did. And then sure enough, we were like, all right, so let's make it happen. Yeah. It was a lot of fun.
2: And uh, after we shot the Cypher video that day, um, pretty much all the artists left already, but Kev stuck around and he came with us to like, go out to get some sushi or something afterwards. And I thought that was, because everybody else did, you know, he was the only one who was like, Hey man, like, you know, let's, let's talk, let's socialize let's network or whatever you want to call it. And I thought it was cool and then ever since man like he's always been showing love like every time I would have a show he would pull up to the show like this was before we made any music together and then he would just pull up to the shows he would always show love he would like come in his work uniform after driving for like 3 hours
3: yeah I was doing construction in the bay area at the time and and I jet I jet home and then I was like all right pull up on the homies and watch everybody perform so it was just yeah it was cool to see everybody from the city <clears throat> you know doing that and i would perform in some local bars too um just around town uh shout out to the running iron so <laughs> anybody anybody from home knows that place so that was always a really cool place for underground artists they would give you a little nice. uh stage time and some like two free drink tokens <laughs> so that was always super cool but uh no, I always thought it was really awesome to see like other young guys and, and people my age just chasing after this dream because, you know, it's from a small city. It feels a little lonely at the time, you know, whenever you like, where's everybody else at, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I think to to cap off on that, it was, uh, yeah, it was a really cool opportunity to be able to be a part of something that the whole city is uh, is doing together collectively and and, you know it's great to see other, other
1: talents and network that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if anything, like I feel like you, if you were to, if it was not just like picking different periods of time in like different industries or, or artist artistic, you know, fields, like there's always going to be little pockets of artists that for some reason, they, they got big together because they got together. Right. Yeah. It's like one of those things where like you have things Cheating. pop up, and it's like if anything, it's it's almost like a, I feel like it's a reinforcing type of energy where it's like it the whole this whole process can also be very lonely. Like if you don't can't connect with somebody who has similar interests, it's it's hard to get motivated or push yourself. And the mere fact that you're able to like collaborate with somebody else, it just it pushes you as a comedian, as an actor, you know, as a musician, as a rapper. And I'm wondering, like maybe is that also definitely like that experience that you guys had? in that initial like collaborative experience that's like what pushed the creation of open studios
2: uh so open studios it's always been around um me and my boy ag uh which kevin mentioned earlier we created open studios back in 2015 but okay. for the first time it was just us it was just yeah me, just two people and we always knew like hey like we want to add to open studios. We want to become this big, like self-sufficient functioning unit where we have videographers, we have producers, we have graphic designers, we have photographers, we have everything an artist would need in order to. Basically,
3: basically like structure it as like what a label would provide you, but just being able to do it all on your own with people that understand your sound, your style, what you need and, and your vision and, um I'll, that's cut you off, Shock, but just to add to that real quick, one of the <laughs> thoughts in my head. I think that, that that in itself gives gives longevity within what you're doing. Cause I mean, as an artist, finding beats and finding the right style and the right the right vision and all those things and, and even from the engineer's perspective, when they touch a song, like if they don't really understand what you're going for, they don't know how you want your vocals, you know, they're just gonna do what they can. So I think like us Mutually knowing one another, uh, our styles and what we want, like being able to have a group where everybody brings, like I said earlier, something to the table, then you're cultivating something where you have your sound. Like when you hear Ivy Shocker, you know that, oh, that's, that's Ivy Shocker. When you hear Kevi3TM or AG Lexus or content, it's like, oh, that's, that's their style. That's what they do. And I don't know that it's, it's that possible to do that without having those counterparts. Right. So I, like with him creating open studios and then adding these things throughout the years, it's just strengthened it to, to what you said, uh, Josh, which is a good point, is, um, is, is being able to, to everybody come together for a mutual goal. And that helps strengthen the possibility of taking it to the next level than just pulling off a YouTube beat and then trying to just mix and master it to the best of your ability, which is what I did for a long time and just known as the guy that could spit bars and like snap on something. And yeah, that's a head turner, but it's like, where's the big production, like anthemic songs with like uh, really good production behind it and engineering and, and the clarity of your vocals and knowing how to double and layer and do all these great things. And it's alone, I would not be able to do that. And so with me and Shock working together and him teaching me like, hey, this is like adding this will then boom, take it to the next level or content you know, uh, we have a song that we worked on, um, No Service in the Hills, which is something I want to drop um, in February. But that song right there was taken from just like a well put together song. I had the hook. I had everything structured and, and it was it had so much potential. But without without him and 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 shop putting their hands on it, it's I mean, it took it from like, oh, that's a dope song to like, holy shit, like who is this guy? and i think and i think that that is the level that you always want to get to and with what shock's been able to accomplish with open studios has provided that opportunity for everybody involved and that just takes you leaps and bounds beyond what you would have accomplished in maybe two years we've been able to accomplish um in six seven months from july when i pulled up i mean you know we finished our collaborative album i finished a solo album he's 90 percent done with his solo album content's put out a bunch of songs like as well as produced a bunch of great beats and that that in itself you see that growth and you're just like holy shit man you know you can't you can't not be inspired when you see the homies around you growing alongside of you if not taking off a little bit further and then that just stokes your fire to be like nah i gotta catch up like i gotta i (laughs) gotta keep going and that mutual love for one another and growth i mean what what else could you want you know
1: Absolutely. So I, didn't mean
3: to, I didn't mean to hijack that question. I no, just felt like me. that was my that was my piece on it. You feel me?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I I feel I felt I felt the passion as you were explaining it, as you were talking about it. And like, you know, it is rare, to be honest, it, it is rare to find a mutual support amongst like peers. Right. Especially in kind of uh, a bit of a cutthroat type of industry anyways like I think everybody kind of has a bit of that experience but like to be able to get get some get some of your friends and like support group that you could push each other and grow together that's that's definitely that's exciting to hear coming out of like open studios and is this this is probably like one of the first like full type of ep type of project that the studios has put out right
2: yeah so uh, I did another project called crossroads I put that out February 2020 but the the amount of growth between that project to this one, the run on census project. And even my solo project like that, I haven't even announced yet is it's freaking insane, man. And that's all because I have all these people around me that just push me. And we all push each other. Like content is one of the craziest motherfuckers I know, man. <laughs> like that was like Einstein of music, but he's like, it's crazy. That fool's a genius. He he did uh pretty much all the arrangement. And all the like beat cuts and production switch ups and like all the little tiny things that nobody thinks about, but it's like such a huge impactful difference. He did that for our whole like run on senses album. I would say he even like executive produced it in a sense because all that stuff really made the songs the way that they are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: just
3: mm-hmm. go ahead and no, oh. sorry.
0: Oh yeah. I uh, just before we wrap it up here and everything like that. Run On Sentences, one of your guys' is like first EPs that are dueled together and everything. Um, every great artist always has a point of view, what they want to get across to their audiences. Uh, first off with you, Shock, Uh what do you want audiences to get after listening to that EP?
2: After listening to Run On Sentences, I want people to be like, oh shit, they're about about it. Because a lot yes. of the time, it was very much like oh, uh, the boy who cried wolf, like, oh, like, I rap, blah, 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 but then he's like, okay, whatever, right? But now, especially with the moves leading up to this release, I feel like it shifted a lot these past six, seven months. It shifted from no likes, nobody paying attention, nobody like listening on Spotify or whatever to like, yo, now finally people are starting to like, turn their heads a little be like, oh shit, you guys are doing something. And I'll get DMs all the time from people and Snapchats all the time from people. They'll send me like videos or pictures of them listening to our songs, and I'm just like, "Yo, that's crazy!" Like it's finally starting to happen. Like I can feel the gears start to shift. And when they see things like the Voyage LA magazine or like uh, Hype Machine, and we even got uh, one of our songs placed in a movie soundtrack for yeah, uh, yeah. Whole, you know, as like,
3: well as as well as these podcasts and stuff too. These are, I mean, just great for people to see full conversations and and uh, get a get a deeper understanding of yeah. of this of these like the making of and mm-hmm. you know uh insights uh where our minds are at like everything all of these outlets and everything that we're doing are so uh pivotal and important for for the growth you know and um uh, very fortunate to be able to do that and have you know like you guys care enough to want to dive into the depth of, of what it took to make these, these songs. Cause it's definitely, you know, throughout life, have your ups and downs, but to be able to sit down and create a project that can vastly explain everything and the hardships and like the, the highs and the lows and the balance in between um, the, like it's been a, just an overall pleasure making these songs and being able to make it with one of my best friends, you know, and, 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 partner in music where we have an understanding of like the goal, what we want on the business side of things. And, and yeah, like to what he said, I'll let you go back on that. Like just getting placed in these different areas that that will, I mean, just, it, it's like more showing and less telling, you know, mm. it's like the, the more work that we put in, the less that we have to tell people like, Hey, I make music. Inevitably with all the place areas that we're being placed, it's like people stumble upon it and then they'll go out of their way to reach out and just be like, hey, I really like that song. Like this song, I woke up today and it made me feel better. Like like got me hyped up. And it's like, that's what I like. You know, I, just, I always hear artists say that. And I think that that's the most beautiful thing about music is, is aside from like any of the other stuff, like placements are great, but like hearing from people like, yo, like, I love this song and what you said because I've gone through that where I felt that. And I know it's, like, a cliche thing that people say all the time. And I've, like, always thought that, too, to, like, a degree. Like, all right, yeah, of course, your music does something for somebody. It's music. But it's, like, genuinely being on the, recipient, like the receiving end of that it's like it makes you cherish every word that you say and what you do. And, and I would say that through this album, we've done a lot of that, of just being open and honest about the journey, about the pursuit and, and success and happiness and what we want longevity wise through this career. And uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I really appreciate you guys for taking the time to let us explain that and, and shock you as well for going on this crazy fucking journey with you, dog. <laughs> Shit
2: forever, bro. That's the thing. We're, yeah. we're way too deep to ever stop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. we invested so much time, so much energy, so much money, so much whatever into this dream. I feel like if we were to stop, it's a disservice to ourselves. That way, that's why like we never will. It's always yeah. happening. We're always gonna make music. We're always gonna uh, meet new people. We're always gonna network. We're always gonna, you know, just keep the shit going because that's that's what's the most important to us, and. Uh, yeah. Like the people that have been reacting to the music has been incredible. Like like I was saying, like the DMs, like we were saying, Oh, this is my favorite song. My favorite one I got was, hey man, I brush my teeth to your song every <laughs> I was like, yo, that's so hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, it's I think what it is as well is kind of like even though Kev, like I agree, like you do hear it a lot, kind of a bit of a cliche where it's like, oh, just like when somebody says like they connected with it, it is like or if you put it out, it's like it, it may seem like it's not as impactful as it is. But really, I feel like if you are putting out your own thoughts or your own creation and like you've put out. It's you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position because, like, you can and anybody can get insecure about how other people will think about what you say or what your opinion or what your art is, and the fact that yeah. you're able to get somebody to be like validating, you know, your pursuit or what you put out there, just into that is kind of it's a relief, right? It gives you a sense yeah. of relief in what you're doing.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we can. <clears throat> excuse me, we can all relate to that. I mean, you doing comedy, you're taking sensitive topics sometimes right and then and then bringing light to that situation and and to get a reaction that you're hoping for out of people like that's got to give you this sense of just like accomplishment because that's that's very hard to do you know what i mean it's very hard to to take something and then and then explain it to somebody differently and and get them to see another side of that and uh lucas you you were saying before we were introduced about uh you like the the uh, acting audition was like cry and then cry harder and it's like it's like how crazy is that to to make yourself vulnerable in that moment and draw from emotion to to provoke that and to be able to to do that you know and and embody a role or or just completely put yourself um in front of judgment you know and uh i'm sorry I i just uh clicked on me um I think that in itself, you know, it's, it's incredible. And I respect everybody that does any form of art because this shit ain't easy. And yeah. when you get any type of like appreciation for what you do, like it speaks volumes and it makes you wake up every day and feel a little bit of that success, a little bit of that uh, genuine fuel that gives you that drive to keep going. Because it's like, well, I want to continue to do that for people and continue to bring that type of positivity to myself, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I feel Lucas and I like agree, like we're the, the EP like run on sentences, it, uh, it sounds great. And we hope more people uh, listen to it. And uh, we're definitely really happy to have you guys here um, to end off our podcast. You know, what we like to do is we usually like to Kind of dive into maybe a little bit of the psyche of our guests, and we play a little uh, word association game. So we'll we'll see if uh, you know we're gonna test you guys as best friends because uh, if you guys get the same same answer, that'd be like you know that'd be a moment. <laughs> All right. It. Cool. Cool. Okay. So you
3: say say a word, and then whatever comes to my my yeah. mind. I okay. Cool. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: So um, I'll start. I've got ten words, and um, I'll say. Say my words in a list fashion, and then uh kev, like after I say my first word, kev, you say first thing comes into your head, and then uh shocker, you say a word that comes to your head, and we'll try to work this uh double guess back and forth because we've <laughs> never done it we'll see how it goes, but I'm looking gotcha. forward to it uh so yeah let's uh clear your minds, gentlemen, and uh get ready to just let your hey your rappers you you guys got this. Shit. <laughs> gotcha uh, all right all right okay so first word kev family everything shocker
2: oh for family right yeah okay yeah my mom my dad my parents my family wait it's all only right. one word, huh?
1: it's kind of like one word you know image of the first thing that comes to your mind yeah okay. uh all right and then eventually we'll get into a rhythm of it. Okay, next word. Pineapple. Pizza. <laughs> Wait, did you both say pizza? I said. I, pizza. Said, I, I just said fruit. Oh, fruit. <laughs> okay, uh, next word.
2: It Does belong on pizza.
1: <laughs> you know, it is a. It's actually a Canadian. It's a Canadian invention. Pineapple on uh, pizza. You
2: guys are doing it right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next word. Rain. Drops. Storm. Alone. Uh, Peace.
2: 2020.
1: Motivation. Uh, Happiness. Struggle. Kumquat.
3: Ah, no opinion.
2: (laughs) What'd you call it?
1: You you heard what I said. You heard what I said. uh, Next word. Mountain. Climb.
2: Content, because he's from the mountains.
1: (laughs) Yes, he is a mountain man. Uh, Next word. Tight rope. Slack line. Jump rope. Satisfied. Success.
2: Orgasm. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And final last word for me ending oh journey
2: never all right all
1: right i feel like we're in a rhythm here lucas take it away all right okay stay in that zen state
0: uh okay so first word of 10 uh shook
3: oh earthquake
2: oh damn that was what i was gonna say
3: (laughs) you can say
0: it
2: i say it (laughs)
0: Earthquake it is. Second word. Decide. Choices. Can't. Content.
3: The homie.
2: Yeah, that's the homie, man.
3: (laughs) Create. Music. Always. 90s. Ooh, when I was born.
2: Baby nineties, baby.
0: <laughs> Melrose. <Huh>. Blues.
2: Easy. <laughs> yeah, blues, man. Hell yes. Yeah. Nice.
0: Mike. Check.
2: Damn. Two one two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: LA. Ooh, second home.
2: Dreams.
3: Mm. Ib Shocker,
0: the homie,
2: me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and lastly, Kevy Three TM, me.
2: The best, most creative, <sighs> most inspiring fucking individual I've ever met in my life.
1: Hey, thanks, dog. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. And on such a lovely note, such a lovely note. Yeah. <laughs> if it's hey, for man, you, you both. Dog. Yeah, thank you guys hey. for uh, coming on.
3: Yeah, Josh Lucas, you guys are awesome, man. It's a pleasure to sit down and uh, and do this. I I would say real quick. Um, I hope we can do this again. And the beginning question of uh, have we made it yet is different the next time. So- yeah.
1: Yeah, man. That's kind of like the idea where it's like we're we're getting in through like this first year, this first round of podcasts with like these new artists and new, new actors, new comedians. And it, I think the next round, the second round, it's like there'll be some time in between. And it's like we'll see if we feel like our answers have changed. That's all part of it. Yeah, easy. I
3: hope so for all of us, man. Uh, you guys keep keep killing it. and Stay safe.
2: Yeah, you guys are documenting the journey, man. That's something beautiful for sure. Like, a- like absolutely, for real.
1: No worries. Happy, happy to be able to give you guys a platform. How can uh, how can our listeners uh, find you? What are your social media handles?
2: Uh, at I B Shocker, I B E Shocker.
3: Yeah, mine's Kaby3tm. Yeah. Um listed on my name right here or wherever I'm at on the screen, but K E V V I E three T M on everything.
2: And same mm-hmm. thing with Spotify, Apple Music, we're on everything. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I'm freaking or something too. So yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, um check out the the album Run on Sentences. Uh oh. you know, I'd be shocker out now. And then uh hit us up on Instagram, let us know what you think. Uh DM us. Let's uh chat, you know
1: appreciate it
3: appreciate everybody
1: and like uh open studios as well um you guys have a separate uh social media for that as well website
2: yeah studios
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll put a bunch of links uh, in the description below. So whoever, you know, watches this uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube show this this podcast um, up there, they'll be able to find out all everything you're about. And uh, we we really hope that they do check out your music uh, and your music videos and uh, Lucas just to, uh, you know, get us out there. What are your handles? Uh, everyone can find me at Lucas John Ing across social media. And Josh, where can people find you? Uh, at Josh Yang Comedy. And similarly, my second podcast, you know, Sleep with Josh is, is also out there. Uh, so if you guys want to find that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So also, of course, if you like what you've seen, like what you've heard, you want to support more, you know, artists sharing their experiences about making it. If you're if you're somebody who's passionate about something and you're thinking about doing it, come listen to our podcast at HWMIY podcast across social media, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, like subscribe follow uh to hear more about everybody's different journeys uh, and see where where these guys are at in a in uh in a few months in a year who knows you know <clears throat> no doubt Alrighty. perfect well thank you uh, Ivy Shocker and Kevy 3TM for joining us and uh big uh, big ups big ups that's not nobody says hey, that man. now dude. <laughs> hey man now, big ups big ups to all you now, we good we I don't know why that was the, that was like the first thing that came up is like, am, did I just date myself? Did I just age myself? It's like big ups. I I, I don't think I've ever even said that. It's just anyway. Anyways, we're excited about it. Oh,
2: yeah. Awesome. No doubt.
1: Yeah, it was a pleasure. Uh, Lucas, Josh, you guys take take it easy.
2: Feel free to listen to it before release, too.
1: Absolutely. All right. Great. Thank Thanks. you, guys. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you next episode. Yeah, right see you later. Yeah. See you.